Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode number 55. A podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. Santos. What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. Good. I'm ready for fucking Turkey Day, man. I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite. Yeah? What do you... Um, as part of the sort of Portuguese, your Portuguese heritage or the Portuguese tradition, do you guys make anything unusual at Thanksgiving time? Um, you got some sausage up in there? Yeah, I mean, I use linguisa in my stuffing. That's pretty much it, you know. Um, but other than that, it's pretty traditional, you know, fucking turkey. I, I mean, I do. I got my own fucking flair that I do. My own Thanksgiving yeah. flair. But I don't do, it's not, I wouldn't say it's, I don't do any real Portuguese shit, you know what I mean? I just use linguiça in my, in my stuffing. But, so, but otherwise you stick pretty traditional, pretty straight ahead? Pretty much. Um, so this year I was going to, um, well, I still did. I ordered, um, I ordered a turkey, a pre-cooked turkey from Whole Foods. I was, cause I, I was, I, just started thinking, I'm like, what, what, what am I really bringing to the fucking equation when I do when I cook the turkey? Is it fucking, you know, I don't know if it's that much different. I thought I'd just give it a shot, and I got a bunch of people coming. Um, I got a, I got a small oven now at this new house, right. and I just figured, fuck it, I'll just get the pre cooked turkey, and and then I, and then I do I do three just turkey breasts, right. So you do a full turkey and three turkey breasts. That's right. Yeah, uh, boneless. So they're boneless breasts. So there's okay. the turkey for show that just is the whole turkey. Here you go, fucking have at it, animals. Just tear into it and you get the fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can walk around the fucking yep. turkey leg if you want to or whatever. Then right. I do three breasts. Like you're at the Ren Fair. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to run around the house and fucking, you know, have a drumstick and you know, pound wine or whatever the fuck and, you know, whatever right. you want to do, go for it. Um, and then, and plus you gotta have, like, you, you have to have a full, like, whole bird on the table for Thanksgiving or else for sure. you're like a fucking communist. You, you can't, yeah. you know, absolutely have to have it. Um, and, uh, and then I do breasts, so I, I, um, I do roulade, so I, I butterfly them, pound them out, and it gets long, like, when you do like a whole turkey bread, the turkey's fucking big, man. And when you, that thing gets like two feet long. Once you pound it out, you get it, I get it about half, three quarters of an inch thick. Then I'll do like nuts, dried fruit, that kind of thing wow. in one of them. Then I'll do another one with wild mushrooms and uh, caramelized onions. Then I'll do another one that's just herb butter. Um, that sounds good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Those are a hit. Everybody wants the yeah. fucking. Everybody wants the breast. Yeah. Everybody wants the white meat. I I personally like the dark meat. You, I'm a dark meat man. I, I like the thigh. Like yeah. that's for the most yeah. part. So I um I don't. I haven't given up like you. I uh, <laughs> I do. I hang the turkey in the pit barrel cooker, and it's. I swear to God, the mo- most moist best juiciest fucking turkey you'll ever have in your life my mother-in-law who's been making turkey for decades i made it for her last year in the pit barrel she said best turkey she's she's ever had you're fucking kidding i'm not kidding well i'm not surprised i guess 
the pit barrel. Yeah, pit barrel cooker. I mean, this thing is like, um, and we obviously we have no advertising support, so it's not like pit barrel is paying us right now. Three hundred dollars shipped to your door. I'm telling you, it's the best three hundred dollars you'll ever spend because it's so easy to cook in this thing, and the results are unbelievable. Yeah, you love that fucking thing. I've seen you. I've, I've seen you I do. Love it. I've seen you do ribs in it. I've seen you do brisket I, in it. I mean, you've tasted. We have the pork shoulder with. Pork, Kaya I've, I've had the pork that, shoulder right? in yeah. it. Yeah, and I've seen you do a bunch of shit in it. You love that fucking thing. So I will say for the turkey, you do need like a special hook. You can't just take these like little hooks that you hook everything else with and put like an eighteen pound fucking turkey on this thing and hang it. Oh god! You got to get this special contraption, but it's it's like a fifteen dollar accessory or something. You're not breaking the bank. Yeah, whatever. You're gonna sit. You know, this thing's gonna last you twenty years. It's like a, you know, like a weatherproof steel drum, basically. Gotcha. You're just cooking it. Yeah. And profit. Fucking nice, man. Yeah, if I, I, I guess I got room for that shit here. I, I, I could roll with that. Oh, you wouldn't believe how small it is. I used it, to do the big it, easy. That thing, remember yeah. me telling you about that? A little bit about that. That's the. Is that the infra infrared? Correct. That's yeah. the infrared. Yeah. The charbroil. P- Peter Petrullo is really into that. He, yeah, I got him onto that. Okay. Um, and Dave Annis. I got Dave on that too. Um, okay. And I bet you Dave, Dave, I know Dave uses his, I bet you, I bet you he's doing his turkey and his, but I, I think that's kind of all I was using it for was the turkey. So the thing sits around right. all fucking year waiting for this one day. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not that big though, right? No, it's not that big. But I mean, I mean, it's, it's actually, it's but about it's the same size those... as your thing. It's about the same size as your oh, pit really? barrel. Yeah. Oh Jesus! And and you gotta hook up the big fucking one-use thing. I mean, it's not really no. It's like you know how they market those things. You can fucking oh, you can cook fucking put your goddamn rack of lamb in here. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, yeah, that's some fucking work in here. Like it, you 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 could, (laughs) yeah. But I mean, what a pain in the balls. Just fucking do it. Like you know, it's ten times harder to do that. The turkey makes sense because then you you know you do that. You just set the turkey in there. And it's done in fucking two hours, and then you still have your whole oven. You don't have yeah. to be fucking with the turkey. To do all your sides. To yeah. do all your sides. So it made sense. So I'm without that this year. Um, but what I do have is a forecast of fucking 91 fucking degrees. Oh, Jesus. 91. I think it's going to be like 49 here or something really? like that. Which. For here is like people will you'll see people out running in shorts and a fucking t shirt if it's forty nine on Thanksgiving. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you totally will. Yeah. So ninety one. Yeah, not ba- not motherfuckers bad. will be. I'm gonna be out yeah. there. I'm going boxers in a wife beater all day <laughs> at the table. That's right. Yeah. Just wipe wipe your gravy right on the <laughs> Just front of your shirt pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Who needs a napkin? Boxers, wife you beater. Just, after each course, you just change out the shirt. Yeah. You're good to go. We'll see how drunk I get. If I get loaded. Maybe, maybe not. I, I have, um, I, I'm still drinking those goddamn Zimas that I was telling you about. I guess yeah, What are they called? Like, clearly, clearly or something like Truly, that? truly. Now, now I fucking want one. Now that I'm saying it, I feel like I fuck, I wish I fucking brought one in here with me. Now I, I, I was saying, before I sat down, I'm like, do I want a fucking Zima? And I was like, yeah, you know. You've been drinking a fucking hundred of them a day. Maybe you don't need one tonight. <laughs> now I fucking want one now that I'm talking about it. Um, of course. 
Maybe we can get this podcast sponsored by Truly. Yeah. And we can like both be drinking him every time we um, sit down. I'll reach out. To, that shit. I think Sam Adams. Do it. Yeah. Seriously. Um, it may, it maybe I, I should stop calling We're not Sam asking Adams. for much. We'd talk about it every episode if they sent us, like, what, two cases? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a, yeah. I, I buy enough of the fucking things. We're, we're cheap. We are fucking so cheap. We, we work for scale at this point. Dude. Are you kidding? So fucking cheap. What do you what what are you making for sides? So this this year, this is the first Thanksgiving where we have to deal with the gluten and dairy free thing. Oh. So that puts a little bit of a damper on the sides. Although I will say, for Nicole's Nicole's family's Thanksgiving, so we we end up because we have Zeus giving, which is our work Thanksgiving, and then we have I I've had already had two Thanksgivings basically before proper Thanksgiving. Yes. And I made this recipe. I shit you not. It's a gluten-free carrot cake with vegan cream cheese frosting and you would never ever know that this thing did not have dairy and did not have gluten. No it shit. Was, uh, amazing. That's cool. That's nice. Glu- gluten-free stuffing on the other hand. Leave something to be desired. I was just going to ask you, because that's the, that's what I'm there for. I'm here for the stuffing. Yeah. As I, most fat bastards. Like, that's what, yeah. and gravy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the stuffing. I mean, you have the triumvirate, right? You got the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, smother that whole thing in gravy, and the rest of it is whatever you want to do, I don't care. The green beans, you go fuck yourself. I make them, yeah. I make them just as, just so, I don't know. Just out of fucking. Yeah. I mean, I'll eat a little bit of cranberries, but it's you got to focus on those three things first and foremost. Yeah, that's the that is the holy trinity of Thanksgiving right there. Um, I I, I get the cran I get the cranberries in there. My favorite, growing up, we always had coleslaw. That's weird. Fucking really weird. I've yeah. never seen. I don't know why. It is weird. You were telling me about this because <laughs> you were saying that you started making it. And now Beth really loves it, right? And yeah, she has to have the coleslaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's really weird. I don't know. My dad always made it. It was the only thing he made, and my mom made everything else. But he was in charge of the coleslaw. Well, I mean, I have to say, if it's fucking ninety degrees, I can see it's like you're having a backyard barbecue. It's you might as well have some coleslaw in the dining room, Good as you gosh. know, is outside. Right. Um. We're yeah, that's a sweet setup. We're gonna be fucking sweating balls out there. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. I may have to move that situation inside. I mean, fucking ninety degrees in, like at the end of the day, like the the sun fucking hits right there. It's gonna be roasting. Right. But it should be pretty good in the morning. I mean, early afternoon into early evening is when it's probably gonna be at its worst. That's when you. That's cool, when you eat cool dinner. Yeah. Dinner's at like that's three true. or something. So. What really? You guys eat know. that late? We we do like twelve thirty, then we pull it all. Then we watch football or movies or whatever, and we pull it all back out around like four thirty five. Eat again, watch some more stuff. I can't get everything ready by fucking twelve thirty. Why not? Because the because of the turkey. Because it's because you're doing all of it, right? Well, there's yeah, every fucking yeah, every ounce. Right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'll shoot for, maybe I'll try some, maybe I'll try for earlier. Go for like a, go, maybe I'll try for like a one o'clock. Cause I'm going to make everything tomorrow. I'm going to like, you know, I'll, 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 I'll cut all those fucking breasts. I'll do all that shit tomorrow. Tie them up, get them fucking ready. I'll do it. I'll do all my shit tomorrow. Yeah. 
Yeah, do all your prep. Just have everything ready to go. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to go for 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. Yeah. That's when most, like, a few of our guests will just be waking up at about 1 o'clock. <laughs> 12.30, they'll be waking up. And then, because the night before Thanksgiving, you usually go pretty heavy. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. For in, I mean, we're out that you go heavy. Heavy. Um, and it's just, I think it's a holdover from, like, when you used to, like, go home for Thanksgiving and you go out and you see everybody and you get all fucking banged up and you haven't seen, you know, Joe Joey fucking shit tooth for 60 years. You're, like, oh, you're buying shots and you're fucking doing whatever, you know what I mean? Next thing you right. know, it's you're you're at home at fucking 3 o'clock trying to, with a foot on the floor because the fucking bed's spinning. You're in your twin bed from when you were fucking 12 years old, right? <laughs> trying just fucking not to throw up in the one-room yeah. log cabin. I can't say I've ever done it. Oh my god! I've ne- never gotten rocked the day before Thanksgiving. Dude, that's I mean, the standard. Like, I, I yeah, yeah. I always just get a fine Massachusetts tradition. Oh yeah, you get out and get a fucking hammered, get all <laughs> shit hammered, <laughs> come back home and just fucking sneak in the house. You know, you remember all the squeaks are, and you just fucking you feel like you're fucking sixteen yeah. again. Sneak in and get the bed, but and now, but I think you just—I I don't know—I just still do it. I get all fucking banged up the night before, but nice. Yeah, maybe this year I'll hold off a little bit. I did buy some eggnog that it comes pre-mixed. Um, I have this unbelievable. Um, I got a few recommendations uh, in the neighborhood here. Um, I want to tell people about. Um, all right, unbelievable fucking liquor store. In Marina del Rey, called um, Beverage Warehouse, you would sh- you would shit, you would love this place because they do not only liquor and wine and beer, but they do um, beverages of all. What else is there? Walks of what right? else is there? <laughs> they- <laughs> What's left? <laughs> What's left, Sanders? You're you're gonna introduce me to some sort of magic beverage I've never heard of. <laughs> oh, no, dude, they do liquor, <laughs> beer, and wine. Well, okay, what else? I'm what saying else they got. I'm saying they do like ambrosia. Um, no, they do a massive, massive selection of mixers, uh, okay. mineral waters, fucking all the other shit. Bottled water, anything. It's right. like it's truly beverage warehouse. Like if it's if it, you can fucking drink it, this motherfucker's got it on a shelf for sale. Unbelievable! The biggest selection of liquor I've ever seen in my life. Wow! Unfucking believable! It's like That's it's like a Safeway aisle. Just for fucking Irish whiskey, like one side, maybe or half of a Safeway aisle, half of a half of a fucking half of a supermarket aisle, just fucking Irish whiskey, three three shelves. I mean, that's just wasted space, if you ask me. He's well, well I mean, <laughs> but you can imagine. So you can imagine what the scotch is, and then right, and then the bourbon, yeah. and the fucking rest of the the rye and the fucking rums. I've, rums I've never seen. Like so much liquor. It was right. I want to. You know what the pro move on the rums is? You got to get the Caribbean rums, like the Methuselah and those rums that were from the nations that were under French control. So they have French standards for how the rum is made, like really tight controls. That is the best rum. They do like uh, really fine kind of aged, like you can just like sip these. You don't even have to mix them with anything. 
There are some really, really good rums. There you are drink some... like you would drink a fine whiskey or something. Yeah, and that's how I drink my I drink all liquor that way, pretty much. But, um... <laughs> I do. I don't... I mean, I drink yeah. vodka cold, but... Yeah. When, when you're not having a road soda? When I don't have a road soda, I don't drink liquor in the car. That's I, probably a good idea. I don't drink liquor in the car. Um... But yeah, like a beer, I still roll with a fucking beer all the time. Um, and you know, people are like, especially in LA, everybody's like, "Oh, dude, 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 you, you're gonna get busted, you're gonna get busted." And I still maintain that, like, you you can fucking bust me for an open container. It's a ticket. I'm not getting. I'm not drunk. Right. I'm not gonna get. What am I? A fucking. What am I? A, a 14 year old girl? I'm gonna get drunk off of one fucking Zima. No, right. I'm drinking the fucking Zima. I'm going to pick up my son at fucking preschool. If you want to bust me for drinking a fucking Zima, go ahead and good luck with the paperwork. Oh, they're not even going to recognize that truly as well, like that's what I kind of alcohol banking on too. Yeah. That's a part of my. It game. looks like a soapy water. Or it something. looks like a fucking yeah, some some sort of fucking energy drink or some shit. Right, exactly. I, I drink them. I got the I was I got the car wash the other day. And uh, I had a tw- I had a twelve pack of them. And you were drinking with the car wash. Yeah, I I I, I dropped I dropped it off. I dropped it off, and like it, you know, it was the one where they take it, and it was gone for twenty minutes. I sat there with my fucking Zimas on the on the on the bench outside, reading a magazine. Seriously, I had five Zimas. I'm talking to talking to this guy about his Corvette, talking to this chick about her dog. It was great. Yeah. Fuck. Nobody nobody so, gave me a second look. So this is your California. This is your LA lifestyle. Yeah, dude. Hour and a half of yoga class. Yep. And then you just crush these truly alcoholic sparkling waters, like walking around town. Yeah. You're just rolling all over with a 12 pack of these things. Yep. Going about your day. Yeah. Yep. Come home, look, do some stuff on the internet, make dinner. <laughs> Go shopping, right? God damn! <laughs> Sign me up, dude. It can't last forever, man. Something's yeah. got to give at some point. But yeah, it's good. it's fucking good living. I can't lie. I That's can't awesome. lie. It's fucking good. And the other thing, you, you know what I did it, it, in my spare time? I have to say, I've gotten. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say that I've started to like listen to a lot of podcasts, but I do listen to podcasts a lot. But I only listen yeah. to one. The Bill Burr Monday really? morning podcast. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, of course. He's your guy. You recommended him to me. Yeah, um, ages a ago. long time ago. Ages right? ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I listened to it and I was like, yeah, that fuck, that that's really good. And then I was just like, but I don't have it, podcasts. Don't have a place in my life now. They do, and I got him on all the fucking time. Right. Um. And he's great. I I, I fucking love that guy. So. So I've got another, uh, and I have to give a shout out to Peter Petrullo. I mean, I, I knew this podcast existed, but I'd always resisted listening to it. Um, this is very uncharacteristic for me. This is a little bit out of left field, mm. I'll admit. Um, the Joe Rogan podcast. Okay. I was just going to bring that up. Seriously? Yeah, I was just going to mention that because I was like, because Bill Burr mentioned him, and I was like, isn't that guy like the fucking douchebag who just is like a meathead fucking MMA guy and is like a comedian but is not fucking funny at all? That's that's so my he, who I thought he was. He's a comedian. I have no idea whether or not he's funny. Yeah, I, don't I first knew him obviously from TV, radio, or talk radio. What was that sh- comedy show that was on for a while? I don't know. Talk radio? Talk radio. 
Chris. I only knew him from. He was part of like the the UFC shit. Was how I knew him. Right. Yeah. He's a UFC announcer. He still does that. So the other thing is, he's like a super libertarian. Oh, and a yeah. little bit of of like a Bernie bro. Yes. And those two things are shockingly not mutually exclusive. I, I know. Because if you're a libertarian who didn't want to vote for Trump, but you hated Hillary, and he hates Hillary Clinton. Oh, my God. Yes. You know, he's got, like, all the conspiracy theories about Hillary Clinton. He 100% believes that they're true and believes that she's truly evil. Yep. So, anyways, politics aside, I'm not endorsing this guy's fucking politics, or I'm not endorsing this guy. However... I listened to two recent episodes, and I kind of skip over the ones that are more about the MMA, even though I do like MMA. There's an episode with Billy Corrigan of the Smashing Pumpkins. I saw that. I didn't listen to it. That is so good. Okay, so I gotta good. listen to that because I has told two you two hours of riveting content. Um, I have to ask you before I listen to it. I've told you that I had an encounter with Billy Corrigan, and I told you that he's fucking insane, right? From my what? encounter, yeah. We were supposed to shoot him you, for uh, an album cover and went backstage and met him and he had fucking uh, everything except the fucking aluminum hat, uh, tinfoil hat on. He thought right. that like aliens were fucking coming. And I said something. He got, he was being a dick and I fucking, sh- I, I fucking barked back at him about something. And that was it. We were fucking out immediately, like gone, thrown out within like fucking four minutes. Yeah. He and I did so get <laughs> enough. Yeah. I'm I'm not shocked. Um so you should listen to this podcast and I'd be really interested this episode, I'd be really interested to hear what you have to say because he sort of talks about that like I just got fed up with all the bullshit I had to deal with, so I just started acting like I was crazy. It was e- much easier to act like I was crazy and have everyone believe I was crazy than to deal with all the bullshit I had to deal with. This is what he says. Yeah. Okay, because last week or the week before he was on Stern, and like, I, I mean, maybe that was part of his act. I don't. I mean, it's also easy to fucking write off a bunch of shit, a bunch of crazy shit that you're doing by just saying that I'm just kidding around. I'm not really crazy. Like, right? Uh, if he like, you know, I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it. I gotta say, okay. <laughs> let, let me just run this by you. Do you know what Billy Corrigan spends most of his time doing right now? Just guess. You'll never guess in like a million billion years. No, I, I it, it's because I would remember. From, Maybe he talked about this on Howard Stern. That's the only way I'm trying to think back to that. Um, it, it's not pottery. Maybe, but I'm talking about like he owns something Oh, that you would never guess. What is it? He owns a pro wrestling league. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Yeah, he's super into pro wrestling. And he is the owner. He started off on the board of directors and like a, an investor. Then he eventually just bought the whole thing out and took it over. Are you fucking kidding he, me? He owns the the oldest, like way older than the WWE or whatever it's called now. It's had like three or four different names because a bunch of merged or whatever. He owns the oldest professional wrestling organization. Holy shit. So it's like the ACW or like... I, for- I think it's called the the NHW or something like that. Okay, or, I forget. Yeah, um, or I don't know. That's where either, either way, whatever the acronym is, Billy Corrigan owns it, and that's what he spends most of his time oh doing my now. Fuck. He does music and he does that. I can't he still, believe it. Still plays. Um, because that's where the Nature Boy Rick 
Ric Flair. Yes, wrestled. Ric Flair started. Yes, yes. and he, he was. He the, talked about that. He was the biggest star in in that. Like he oh, put, by far, he put them on the map, and he because he never wrestled in the WWF until the very end of his career. When right he, when he wrestled. Did you Hulk see Hogan. the um? There was a the Ric Flair Thirty for Thirty just came out. So fucking good. Really, you watched it? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fucking. Great. I haven't seen it yet, but I listened to. There's a Thirty for Thirty podcast now. Uh-huh. And they do like sort of mini versions of, and I listened to the thirty for thirty podcast version of the Ric Flair thing, and it, it got me interested. <laughs> Dude, I have to say, you gotta see it, man. You gotta see it. It's fucking genius. They do. They use this um, th- this great storytelling technique that the first time I had seen it was with the Doc Ellison um, story where he t- where he tells a story about throwing a no hitter while he's while yeah. he's tripping the no no the animated thing yeah with the animation yeah. um yep. so they use that technique in this 30 for 30 cuz Rick Flair's talking about doing all kinds of crazy shit about like banging chicks and fucking in a, in a limo <laughs> and just fucking how much how much he would drink like he would drink like fucking 10 beers a day and then would go and drink like fucking eight vodkas in every single fucking right. day yeah, he was saying when he told his doctors how much he drank, they couldn't believe it was like actually m- medically and physically possible for a human being to drink like that and actually not be dead. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't think they talked about doing blow, but I mean, it was the 80s. There's no way that that guy was knee-deep right. in fucking cocaine. There's no fucking way. Right. Of course he was. Oh, for sure. I mean, who wouldn't be? Um so that it's it's such good, but he's also like he's not like a he's not a fool, he's not a he's not a um an egomaniac. He's not like he's a because they interview him. Um, it, the the documentary is kind of um compi- it's comprised of two different interviews with him. They they interview him once when they set out to start telling his story, and then they interview him at the end. And it's really great. He's like a very sincere guy, and he doesn't bullshit at all. Um, it's really good. It's really good, and it's great for like if you're a wrestling fan at all, and you remember when you were a kid. I was. Um, it's it's awesome. I mean, I certainly encountered it. I don't know that I ever sat down to watch it as a thing. Yeah. Because um, I just never really got it. I never did either, really, all that much. But I, it was. I had it. I had so many kids, like f- kids at school, were talking about it so much. I felt like I had to know about it, right? And you ha- you had yeah. to know who won the fucking thing. Um, so I would. I, I don't know. I would watch it for that, and I'd be like, oh yeah, I saw him. You know, elbow. You know, whoever the fucking yeah. balls and from top rope, <laughs> and you know what yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no shit. I mean, fucking Billy Corgan. Sir- huh? Yeah, certainly. I think that like golden age of wrestling that he would have been a part of with like Junkyard Dog and Andre the Giant and mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan and him, Ric Flair. That shit. That's the when Nature I was Boy? watching it. The, Is that his? The Nature his, Boy. The Nature yeah. Boy, Ric Flair. Which is <laughs> also Boy. a <laughs> genius <laughs> name. <laughs> I know. Oh, he, he, doesn't make he any got sense. it. He got. He actually. He he got it from. There used to be an old wrestler who used the Nature Boy. And he just basically adopted it. Took his legacy. Yeah. Which, it's like... S- stolen Valor! Just, stolen Valor! Exactly. <laughs> Valor, I don't know. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, it, that one's really good. So it, it, let me take, let me rewind for a second here um, okay. about the the Joe Rogan podcast for a minute. Um, I listened to it the other day for an hour and a half. Okay, did you have you listened to the Dan Carlin episode? Mm-mm. Dan Carlin, who does Hardcore History, the Hardcore History podcast. That's the other one. I just fit, listened to that one today. I think that one's like two and a half for three hours. Okay. Really, really good. Okay. That one, that one, Rogan goes a little more like off off on his personal politics. Okay. So. So. Which like, whatever. Beware. Yeah, whatever. I mean, he doesn't strike me as a particularly, like, I don't know. I, I have a hard time. Like, I was actually watching this for whatever reason, I was watching his podcast on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube? Yeah, lots of people do it that way. Um, and, um, and I just look at him, and I'm like, I feel like I've seen a like three. I, I know three thousand dudes that look exactly like you, and I cannot fucking imagine you being funny. And just his demeanor, like I can't imagine that he's fucking funny. But at any rate, I had gotten this. <laughs> he had. If for some somehow I went down a fucking rabbit hole and on ketogenics, and he brought the scientist on who is like the fucking guy, um, who is at the very forefront of um, athletes and in like that are using ketogenics to in a ketogenic diet to you know. Per, improve their performance or helping people to change their body mass and right and so with ketogenics involves intermittent fasting right um yeah it's a bunch of things their intermittent fasting is one of the things that you do um in short basically what the idea is is that you um your body gets to a state where it's burning fat instead of carbohydrates for energy Right. And your brain uses ketones instead of um, instead of I mean, glucose. This is, like, this is the basis of the Atkins diet. It, it's exactly right. Yep. Right. It's very Atkins close. puts puts you into ketosis, and then you feel like shit until your body makes that switch over. And as soon as your body makes the switch over, you feel like a million bucks. Exactly. That's exactly right. And actually, the the ketogenic diet is ninety percent. 90% of the calories come from fat, which that's a fucking lot of fat. Yeah. So what most people do is a modified Atkins diet, which is like a little bit more fat than a regular or a little bit more protein in a ketogenic diet than fat. Um, but I don't know. I, here's the thing. The, 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 this is a story of just a fall from grace because I was like hot on it for fucking two days. I'm like, this is kind of like this is interesting i want to give this a go like i know i gotta quit the fucking zemas and whatever but i'm gonna give this a run and i ate i think i think i ate three pizzas today three (laughs) three pizza pies myself i think i fucking ate today i ate pizza all fucking day long i couldn't stop and this is but this isn't part of the ketogenic diet well this is my ketogenic diet lasted two days until today oh and then you, your backlash period was three pizzas? Yeah. So I lasted two days on the ketogenic diet. Um, wow. And, um, but there was pizzas fucking flying around the house today. 
Um, wow. So here's, um, I had three different pizzas. We had a bunch of people in and out of the house. Um, so we ordered pizzas from Jelena, which is in oh, Venice yeah. on Abbott yep, Kinney. Yep. You, you've been there. Yeah. And okay. Nicole and I went there for dinner. Okay. Um, it's great. It's a really good, really good spot. Um, their pizzas you know, the are people, The person who did the interior design for Jelena did the interior design for Young Joni in Minneapolis. Oh, very cool. Yeah, okay. Very cool. Um, speaking of pizza. Speaking of pizza, yeah. And the pizza at Jelena is really good. Yeah? Really fucking good, yeah. Um, and it's like 12 bucks. And I was super excited, and I ate the fucking pizza all day. And then we've got people coming in... Um, like in an hour, we've got um, Mimi's landing. She's gonna, and I needed just. And I picked Jack up at school. I just wanted something around the house, so I went and I got more fucking pizza. There's this new place um, on Washington. For any LA listeners, you'll know that there's, or at least on the west side, um, on Washington Boulevard, there's Lodge Bread Company, and that gets an enormous fucking thumbs down, fist in the fucking ass. <laughs> because that place it can go bang itself. The pizzas were fucking $18 each, and it was fucking, like, it was the size of, it was probably 11 inches, and four I- inches on, it, it, it was, there was a, the fucking middle of the pizza, it, there was like, of an 11-inch pizza, and inside the diameter of the sauce and toppings was four inches in the middle of it, and then the rest of it was fucking crust. Because it's a bread company, so I guess they think that right. like it's oh, the crust. God. And I was like, are you fucking joking me? Like, I opened it when I was there, and I looked at it. I'm like, you guys know that this is bullshit, right? And they don't. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, look at this fucking thing. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I, I paid $20 for this pizza. I'm like, and this, it's this fucking enough. It's, it's, to, it's a... It's, it's- like a big hot loaf of bread. It's tomato sauce and fucking cheese. It's twenty dollars, and there's fucking no, and there's, yeah. and then you didn't even put any fucking cheese on it. I'm like, I'm furious. I'm never coming right. back here. They're like, well, we don't want you to be angry. We don't want you. Let's. And I'm like, nope. You're done. You're done. Yeah. Keep the money. You're on the fucking boycott list, and that's a place you do not want to fucking be. Because I've taken down four different fucking places. Once you get the fucking kibosh, I told them you're fucking kiboshed. <laughs> So, welcome to what the, are the other places. Welcome the to the places? fucking neighborhood. Yeah. Well, I start looking for a new location because you're fucking done here. <laughs> um, I've taken down a liquor store. Um, I've taken down a sandwich shop in San Francisco. Um, I've taken down like you help put these places out of business. Yes. Like yes, declared a fatwa. Yes. Yep. Wow fucking kibosh it's on you fucking you're out of business i got another place gabby's express in venice anybody that lives in venice gabby's if you're if you like gabby's enjoy it now because they're on the fucking list too (laughs) go get it now because they got eight months in eight months that place will be a fucking burger king what did this place do oh they just they fucked me at the drive-thru they Fucked me at the drive. Like, they were handing shit out. Like, Jack and I were coming back from the beach. I was like, and it says, like, healthy, fast Mediterranean, you know, roast chicken, rice. And I was like, fucking perfect. So that way I don't feel bad. And it's a drive through So I have to get out, get him out of the fucking seat and the whole fucking thing. 
And I ordered a ton of shit. She hands me this little fucking bag. And I was like, I'm like, this can't. I'm like, this isn't it. I'm like, I ordered enough food for like fucking 10 people. Like this is, she's like, nope, that's it. And I'm like, I'm like, this is, this isn't it. This isn't it. I'm like, do I have to like, what do you want me to? She's like, that's the order. I'm like, it's not the fucking order. I'm like, do you want me to like go back through? Do you want me to start opening the containers in here in my fucking car? And, and spilling fucking yogurt all over myself? What do you want me to do? And she's like, well, that's it. And I started. So then I'm like, okay, where's this? Where's that? And she, like, I got into it with this fucking chick. And then she finally pulled it together. I sat in that fucking, I sat there for 15 minutes waiting for them to pull it together. And I was like, you are done. S- start working on your fucking resume because this place is going to be gone <laughs> in six months. So I'll right. see you at fucking Starbucks or something because your career as a shitty fucking drive-through runner at yeah. at Gabby's Chicken and Rice fucking Emporium of bullshit is over. So they're done. Lots to be thankful Jeez. for. <laughs> Jeez, I feel like listen to me. I'm just on a fucking rant about these places. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. We're supposed to be thankful for shit. I'm, yeah. I'm thankful that I, I'm going to take these motherfuckers out. Well, let's let's talk about some content. Let's talk so, about some content. Since since last episode, did you get a chance? Have you been? Have you watched Mindhunter? Yeah, um, I haven't watched the entire season yet, though. Um, okay, I because there I watched the first one and I was like, I, I had kind of a a mixed reaction to it. I didn't, I, I you know, because it's David Fincher, so you come and. With some preconceived notions. And I was like, he just lifted the Twin Peaks character. I'm like, quirky FBI agent that has his special genius through the weird fastidiousness and, like, strange, like, behavior and proclivities. And, like, I'm like, he, he just fucking lifted the Twin Peaks guy. And I was like, oh, shit. But then when I came back and watched it, I realized that he did not do that. Um, yeah. No, I don't think it so. was. No, he didn't. It was just me, like you know. So then, once I started watching it again, I started burning through them, and then yep. I had to I had to pump the brakes because I just I don't I didn't want it to run out. So um, I'm halfway through, and I'll be done in two days. I'm right. I'm base I'm right at the point where um, that Pinto t bones him. Is they, okay. were, they were leaving the penitentiary. Yep. Um. So you know, I don't know. I don't know what's coming next, but I I have to say, um, my first, my first, the thing that I think they, at the top of my list right now that it's doing the best at is casting. Yeah, they're really good, especially uh, on the serial killer. You're in my mind. You're just getting to where it starts to really get rolling. Oh, great. Okay, good. Yeah. I think you've got most of the good stuff is ahead of you. Wow. Okay, because that Ed um, Edwin Ke- or Edward Kemper. Ed Kemper. Edmund yeah, Kemper. Ed Kemper. That yeah. Edmund Kemper. Yep. The uh, the co-ed killer. Um, yeah. He. That. Oh character. man. What great casting, right? Yeah. Oh, it's God. unreal. So good. So for anyone who hasn't seen this show, we're talking about Mindhunter, which is a new Netflix original series uh, directed and um, produced by David Fincher. It is about the origins of 
um, the FBI using criminal psychology to track uh, serial killers. And to give you an idea of how early and fundamental this is, they didn't even have the term serial killer. That's right. Uh, at the be- at the beginning of the show, these um, semi probably historically based kind of characters um, help invent and create this term and this whole practice of using criminal psychology to establish patterns of behavior and motives and sort of like develop kind of what we all think of now as like the sort of cliche sort of CSI kind of or like um, profiler. Right. Exactly. And um, yeah, it's super interesting. Like, so it's, and it takes place in the sixties. So they're like, what they're doing, they're, they're going around the country basically briefing police departments on FBI techniques on how to bust, you know, how to bust. They were specifically homicide. Um, And then while they were doing it, they were like, oh, well, this famous killer is in this. um," They they were teaching profiling techniques, basically. And they're like, well, this serial killer is nearby. We should go interview him. And that's how the whole thing kind of starts. Um, and, and they start to use the insights that they're gleaning from these killers to actually help in active cases. Yeah. And where I'm at in the series, um, just for more context for anybody that's wondering, um, as they're looking, as they're kind of, um, you know, looking for more serial killers to interview, they're kind of like the big fish is Manson. They're wondering if they can get to Manson. And I don't, I, since I haven't seen the whole series yet, I don't right. know if they do or not. Um, I'm guessing they probably do. Who in real life just died a couple days ago. Yep, he died two days ago. Um, And the the best thing I saw was um, in the paper today, and it's all of the LA Times, because he was, you know, this is where he operated. Um, And people are wondering, like, what are happening with his remains, you know? And... It's literally like it's finally the the justice system and and, and the, more the corrections the correction system is just like finally able to just be like fuck this guy because they're like we don't know ask the state department and the state department's like we don't know ask the justice department and they're like we don't know ask the corrections department they're like they're like we don't know he might get burned he might get buried we don't it, he's dead <laughs> and that's it right. like they they won't even address it, right. it it's like. He's he's dead. We've been right. we've been feeding this fucker for 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 fifty fucking Putting years. Up with this shit. Yeah, sixty minutes interviews and fucking yeah. horse shit for sixty years. This insane fucking asshole, like just eating his shit for sixty years. He fucking he's finally dead. Yeah, you know. And I think, um, speaking of which, someone was. On the My Favorite Murder podcast, they were talking about Edmund Kemper actually like did some sort of like constructive work while he was in the prison. Like he really helped other prisoners in some way. Is that right? Like they were talking about like yeah, like he or no, he was in the in the prison choir. That's what it was. <laughs> Beautiful, six um, eight, yeah, three hundred and fifty exactly. pounds. One assumes he was singing like bass or baritone or whatever you'd have to assume jeez so um but it's great it's great right yeah 
It's really good. I I can't re- recommend it highly enough. I really love it. What do you so know I about would, the book? I don't know anything about the book okay. actually. Because the so maybe maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, that seems like we should be looking at that. Um, because the guy who wrote it, um, developed it, and he also writes a teleplay. So, um, right. So that's always a good sign, right? Yeah, what I what I would want to do is read ahead of the series. Oh, at this point, that's so if true. the book yeah. covers more than what we've seen, that would suck. that would suck. Yeah. Um, so I know you're not. To say you're not a superhero guy is probably a massive understatement. I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I'm I'm not. You're definitely not a comic book guy. No, I'm not. Like, I'm not a. I'm I'm a. I'm an alternative comic book guy. So, right. like, you know, eight ball back in the days when like indie yep. comics hate and. Pete Bag and um, yep. you know Ghost World and all that stuff I loved, but yeah. I but as according to Hoyle, comic book guy, no. Yeah. So um, about a week ago, there's a new Netflix original Marvel series, The Punisher. Yeah, I just saw came that. out. Dude so, from Walking Dead. Yep, it's got the guy from Walking Dead who played the Punisher in the most recent uh, season of Daredevil, which in my mind was like the best thing that's ever happened to that show. Like anytime it was about him, it was awesome. Anytime it was about like the daredevil and the other bullshit going on, I like had no time for it. Yeah. So when this show was coming out, I was excited because the, um, this actor was so good in the daredevil series as the Punisher. So for him to get his own series. So there's been a lot of controversy about this show. There's been a lot of like think pieces written about not basically saying, not that there was ever going to be a good time for this Punisher show to come out, but this is the worst possible time in culture for this show to come out. Because it's a show about a guy who is a um, sort of ruthless vigilante who uses guns to sort of exact justice in a time when like, this country has a massive gun problem and a massive problem with like shooting. Yeah. Uh, and like people sort of you know, going on shooting rampages, which is kind of like a little bit what the series is about. So huh. that being said, I I actually don't agree with these articles because I feel like these people didn't actually watch the show. They maybe watched the first episode and then wrote these think pieces. Um, first of all, I think it's probably, as far as all of the Netflix content goes, including Jessica Jones, which is probably my other favorite sort of Netflix show Daredevil and um, Iron Fist can go fuck themselves. Iron Fist is terrible. Like, yeah, yeah. Iron Fist is like the worst garbage Unwatchable. ever. This, the punish. It, it's don't get me wrong. It's not in like the same category as Mindhunter or Stranger Things or whatever. But this is by far the best Marvel storytelling that they've ever done. And I, I think it's uh, an intense uh, look and a study. It makes you. F- um, takes you on a journey of what it's like to have PTSD as a soldier and what, it, what it's like to wrestle with that and have, you know, um, and it's, it's a much more sort of nuanced, sort of modernized version of the Punisher than I thought it would be. Oh, interesting. Um, and it's just like better storytelling than any of the other Marvel stuff that's out. Oh, well, that's so, cool. Well, I'll definitely check it out. Um, you know, but you're, I guess the point you're making is that, um, any of the critics that are saying that 
it's insensitive um, to be kind of putting this type of thing out at this time when so many people are suffering from gun violence. You're calling bullshit on that. Um, I mean, no one's writing this shit about John Wick. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it's not any different. I mean, no one's writing this about The Walking Dead, frankly. But, the Walking Dead is not any different. Right. I mean, if you're going to talk about gun violence and relentless violence and content, like, it's just part of entertainment. I wonder if... And yeah. if, if there was, like, legislation on the table right now to limit drastically limit or do away with the ability to have guns in this country, I'd gladly sign up for it. Absolutely. However, I love this show. Yeah. The, this show is not going to influence anyone who wasn't going to do it anyway to go take justice into their own hands with a fucking gun. So somebody I, would make the argument that, um, what was the, uh, the teen special about suicide? The teen show six months ago. Oh. That explored suicide, and there was a huge, like a, a a big spike in in teen suicides right after this Netflix show. Really? Yeah. Oh, was it? Um, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was the um, thirteen reasons why. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um. So you know, somebody would argue, well. It happened before, you know, and, and to which I would answer fucking so fucking what? Like, like if that, if that kid, like there is no, you cannot fucking, you cannot censor art and for the sake of. It was a book. I guess it's a sad fucking statement about our kids that (laughs) it has to be made into a movie or a TV (laughs) series for it to fucking actually have that have impact because it yeah. was a book for a long time before they turned it into a show. Jesus, yeah. I mean, so what? You, you shouldn't be making fucking movies about. Yeah, fuck you! Like you, you right? It's, and also, the point of that show is not to glorify teenage suicide in any way. If that's your takeaway, you did not pay very close attention to that show. Right. Okay, I didn't see it. I don't know. I'm I'm playing a devil's advocate here. Like I don't yeah. you know, I didn't see I it. I mean, what the show is about is about the sort of what it does really well is it shows the sort of toll that kind of relentless bullying and double standards around girls and boys and sort of slut shaming and all that stuff, like the profound emotional impact that that can have on mm. kids and the ramifications of that. I don't see anything wrong with any of those messages. No, not at all. So it's to me it's anti bullying, anti slut shaming, anti just like the sh- shining a light on the shit that fucking young girls have to deal with. Um, which is a lot of obviously what's coming out in the current culture right now as well. Yeah. Not just girls, but women and all the kind of shit and bullshit in society that people have been dealing with for way too long. Um, <coughs> so, you know, it's like the. I mean, this has been going on my whole fucking life. People have been shitting on the stuff that I like and saying this kind of stuff about Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. Punk rock and metal music and fucking hip hop and, you know, you know what? Oh, yeah. Video games all day long. Yeah. I I just do not buy the argument, and there's scientific proof that there isn't a correlation between playing violent games and doing, going and being a psychopath. Right. 
or going on a shooting spree or doing whatever. So I just don't buy, because there's tons and tons of people that are exposed all day long that wouldn't even get into a fist fight. Exactly. That are totally nonviolent. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So to me, if the Punisher is going to, it's going to create more dialogue or open more people up to being sensitive and empathetic to what soldiers are dealing with and what PTSD actually looks like and means. I think that's great. Absolutely. Also privacy issues and the fucking NSA and CIA and all that kind of shit. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, I think it's good. Well, I'll check it check out for it sure. Out. I've always, I think you'd like it. I've always known the rough, the rough storyline of the Punisher. Um, I've always known what it was about, but never really checked it out. So, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out for sure because I like that guy. Also, there aren't very many series that you see that's presenting. I mean, there's some some stuff, but like they take a hard line on like the U.S. as a bad actor in the Middle East. Interesting. I like that. So, and and you don't see that much content that's kind of exploring that stuff either. No, you don't. You don't. Huh. All right. Well, cool. I'll check out The Punisher. Um, yeah. You know, I think we should... How, how, how much time are we in on here? How long have we been rolling on here? We're getting pretty... I got to bounce here pretty quick anyway. I got to start making... Peeling some fucking okay. potatoes. Um, right. I will say, though, I do want to... And I never make a fucking plea for fucking dick. and I Because that's not what this podcast is about. But... There is one thing, like, you. I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't at least ask people to to maybe, if you can, find the time, make a call about net neutrality. It's it's going down, and it's fucking real, and it's going to, and it's it hits us right where it counts. We're talking about content, like, this is yep. going to have a direct impact on it, and the fact that it is coming up again is just fucking shocking, and it's damn close. Like, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. It's worth yeah, fighting back. I don't, and I don't I don't know that we even understand the full ramifications, but none of it is good. No, no. That's the that's the scariest part about it is that we don't know how bad it will be, but it like any the fact that I mean, you know, the analogy of it um being drawn towards a telephone call, like it's the same fucking thing. Like you can't AT&T can't tell me what I can fucking say on the phone and what I can fucking listen to on the phone. It's the same with the fucking internet. It's a service. It's a, right. it's a utility. You can't, fu- yep. you can't, you can't look at what I'm fucking looking at. And this is how we communicate. This is how we talk. So you and I are talking right now. I'm in LA. Yep. You're in fucking Minneapolis. This is like, that's, it affects, it'll affect all of us directly and dramatically. I believe I, I'm fucking scared. For sure. So call your fucking congressman and say, listen, fucker, I know it's going to impact all your dick pic sending, but fucking take a minute out of sending dick pics to your fucking intern. And, and I don't, if there's anyone doing that right now in this culture, they, they have serious mental issues. They, yeah, I mean, they just want, want to go down trying to get caught. Seriously. Yeah. All right, man. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you too. And um, and uh, yeah, let's... thank you as always to Kaya for the audio engineering assistance. Um, a long time ago, 
we were asking people to do reviews of the podcast. And for a while, it seemed like I had people writing and telling me that they were submitting reviews, and they never showed up. And now, again, I don't know if iTunes through something was wrong, and now they've released subsequent versions, but now reviews are starting to show up again. And I always promised that we would send out T-shirts to anyone who submitted a review if we got up to 10 reviews. I think we're perilously close. We're at eight or nine. And I think we would be well up above it if we hadn't had that period where the reviews weren't submitting to iTunes. So anyways, if you would do us a favor, please go give us a rating, give us a review. It helps other people discover the podcast. It'd be awesome. I have uh, one of our amazing designers uh, where uh, Jason and I used to work together who's currently designing a new logo and um, a t- an awesome T-shirt for the podcast. So we will get that stuff produced. We're going to get it out. You're going to look like a sophisticated, stylish motherfucker in your good-looking-out T-shirt. Yes. Uh, but in order to get us there, we need some more reviews. So please take a minute. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of. Um, Do it, and have a good Thanksgiving. All right. See you, everybody. Bye.